Welcome to Canada's podcast. Hi, this is Celine Williams hosting from Ontario for Canada's podcast. My guest today is John Bromley, who's the founder and CEO of Charitable Impact. After a decade of working in corporate finance and charity law, John founded Charitable Impact to transform how Canadians experience giving. Welcome, John. Hi, thanks for having me. Absolutely. It's a pleasure. Um, I'd love for you to tell me a little bit about how you got to where you are now. Corporate finance seems like an interesting journey to charity law, let alone into starting your own business. Yeah, well, I usually tell the story by starting the beginning when I was raised in a family that um, valued charitable giving, you know, it's something that my parents talked about that they, uh, you know, caused me and my sisters to, to, to experience, right. They also modeled it for us. Um, it's just something they did. That's all. And, uh, and as I grew up, you know, I was a normal kid. Uh, um, and I, when I went to university, some reason I went into commerce and I sort of fell in love with macro level, um, you know, finance, you know, I wasn't particularly good, by the way, getting the answer right. Uh, you know, my math skills aren't as good as they should be. But I was, you know, I started to understand that I was a bit of a systems thinker. And I really loved the economy and, and, and finance through that lens. So, you know, I went in and worked in corporate finance, sort of capital markets, you know, type of thing. And got a, gained a lot of financial fluency, loved, loved just learning you know, about that part of the world wasn't a great culture fit, though, for that work, it mm. turned out after five or six years, which was important for me to recognize. I'm actually really grateful that I was able to sort of see that and had the, I guess, the courage looking back at it, had the courage to leave. That's when I started kind of interfacing with my with my dad. So same guy who raised me, you know, with my mom in this family that valued charitable giving, but like, he happens to be the pioneer of charity law. So like my background in charity law as an, as, is, first of all, I'm not a lawyer, but was like working with him uh, and, and, and advising exclusively in that space focused on two major areas. If you're a person, what I refer to as a charity entrepreneur, and you, and you want to understand what structures, you know, help you to architect your, to help you architect the corporate structures behind carrying out your vision. I'm, I've got a ton of experience in that. Our, our business did that. The other thing we did was we worked with donors to help them structure uh, they're giving, you know, how to give, what to give, when to give, how much to give, you know, m- more about the strategic side of that, not so much the fundraising, hey, you should send it to this charity versus that charity. We're not very involved in that type of work. So through that experience, I learned a ton about charitable giving, a topic that um, um, there isn't really much many places to go to learn about. Mm-hmm. By the way, it's one of the biggest problems in the sector for what it's worth. And through those experiences, I recognized how there is effectively nowhere to go to get objective, uh, experienced giving advice as a person, as a Canadian who wants to create change in the world. And and and, and, and through that uh, re- realization, combined with my general ex- subject matter expertise that, you know, was continuing to grow at the time, still grows today, um, you know, I said, look, let's start Charitable Impact. And, and Charitable Impact is effectively, it's kind of like a charity bank. Uh, we service and we're designed to help donors, regardless of how much money they have to give away and regardless for what causes or charities they want to give to, right? So we work for you, the donor. We help you understand and get your stuff done, but we're not going to tell you, you know, where to give the money. 
those for you to decide, right? So not unlike a bank, you know, we go and help you with things like a mortgage at the bank, but we don't tell you what house to buy. So the charity bank helps you understand what you can do and how to do it effectively, but we won't tell you what charity to give to. So tell me a little bit more about that. And I'll give you the context for why I'm asking this question. I think of people who, you know, one of the things that I'm sure you're familiar with, I guarantee you're familiar with is people saying, well, I don't, you know, I don't know how pick insert charity name is spending the money. I don't know that it's not going to these salaries that we've heard in that have been in the media where someone is, has 14 houses and is driving eight Ferraris at once or whatever the case may be, as opposed to the money going to the charity. I mean, that's an exaggeration, but we know, you know what I'm talking about. I think there's often a lot of uh confusion and uncertainty around things like that and it sounds like that's some of what you're talking about that charitable impact provides information on but tell me more about like like what it helps with or how it helps for those of us who are like well i mean i think this sounds like a good charity but i don't really know how they're spending my money well so what you're talking about there i think is two things one is like it's this recognition that there's not a ton of charity literacy right and so and when we read a story about maybe the CEO of some charity that does drive 14 charities and <laughs> doesn't do that because they invested into Bitcoin, because you don't always know how people made their money, to be frank, right? Um, you know, it may, may, that he or she just may be an incredible investor. Um, but um, so some of that's about charity literacy, right? And in, in which case, charitable impact would be there to to help you to help support you as you explore understanding things better. Like if you said to me, is it a problem that you know, um, fraudulent activity inside charities, is that generally a problem in the Canadian charity sector? I'd tell you no. If you said, well, is, does fraud ever happen? I'd say yes, <laughs> right? But it's not something, a huge thing to be worried about in, in my experience. But the other thing you're kind of talking about there is like, the what level of confidence do we have, you know, as as donors? And like, you know, if, if you're really confident in the kitchen, you can like really, you know, pull stuff together and make a wonderful meal out of very, very little. If you're confident in a sport, you can do all these things and it attracts you to do it more and you engage, you bring your friends in, you can have a lot of fun doing it. So donor confidence is is relatively low, I would say, in Canada. And I think it's largely low because of illiteracy about knowing how the charity system works and, you know, being able to identify good charities. And and in this context, Charitable Impact, our, our business is there to help you as a donor, walk through and understand those things. Um, generosity is something that's very pervasive in, in a lot of cultures, including Canada. Um, there's a lot of generosity, but people don't know how to channel their generosity towards creating the change they want to see in the world. Uh, and that's really what we're here to support them uh, to do. So how how do you do that? What does, like, what are the, what kind of support does charitable impact provide? What does that look like? So we get, yeah, great, great question. So we give you there's sort of a tool answer and then there's a, a, a services support, you know, human help answer. Let me just take you briefly through both. So yeah. when you sign up for, when you sign up for, you know, at charitable impact and you can do it online, we're a web-based business. It takes 30 seconds to create an account. What you're creating uh, is, is what I would say is like a bank account just for charitable giving. Uh, charity nerds would recognize it as what's called a donor advised fund. So you're creating this 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 giving fund for yourself. You can then put money into it, use a credit card, 
use publicly traded securities, use cryptocurrency. You can donate into it with whatever you want. We help you get that done. But if the credit card's done automatically online, for example, and then the money goes into your account, you're issued a tax receipt automatically. And then that money sits there until you're ready to send it away to a charity of your choice. And every single registered charity in the country exists in the charitable impact platform, right? So, so what we do there is we provide a tool that's like a bank account tool to donors. And it's helpful to them, to them because first of all, set, being able to separate your donation from the decisions you make about how to spend that money over time is a very, very fundamentally important thing in my view. Uh, for to to be sort of more strategic over time to to gain confidence about your giving, right? I know I want to give a thousand bucks this year, but I don't know what charities to give to yet. So mm-hmm. put it in your charitable impact account. You've got your thousand bucks. You got your tax receipt, and now you know go about doing your research, talk to your friends, whatever. Get confident about the charities that you might choose, and then send send them the money, right? Do so anonymously if you want, you know. And so we give all the tools to the donor to help them manage and carry out their giving whether they know exactly what they're doing, uh, what charities to give to, or whether they're not yet sure. Right. Um, and, then the, and then the service layer on top of that is like, hey, like, give us a call and we can walk you through what you're trying to achieve. I mean, maybe you're someone that knows you want to support a cause like uh, health, specifically ALS, kind of Lou Gehrig's disease, for example, uh, but you don't know what you know, charities to, to go after, and we might help you think through how to approach that problem. We might have some connections to introduce you to and things like that. Let me just give you a quick analogy. It's not perfect, but a lot of people know that they want to invest money uh, for retirement and things like that. So they know they want to save and, and make investments, but they don't know what stocks to buy. So, mm-hmm. so you go and you find a financial advisor, you go and you find an investment manager, right? These are these are normal things to do. Well, where's the charity version of that, right? We're providing that type of service. It's a donor-centered objective service that's really about helping the person we're talking to or the corporation we're talking to achieve their own charitable goals. Got it. And it sounds like you work with charities and organizations in some way as well in helping them achieve, or have I just taken something too far based on what you said? Because when you said achieve their goals, it sounds like you work with them as well. Is that, is there an element of that? Well, if you said, are you charity, is Triple Impact charity focused or donor focused? The answer would be very clearly donor focused, right? right? Um, so charities don't come to us and they say, hey, we've got a fundraising campaign and we're trying to raise $5 million from people in Toronto. And we go, oh, here's what you should do. Right. Um, but if a donor came to us and said, hey, I want to give $5 million away. Uh, uh, how can I structure that? What, what, what should I do? You know, we would, we would work with the donor more than the charity. Now, you know, We've done over a billion dollars through Charitable Impact. We've got tens of thousands of Canadians who use the platform, you know, accounts as big of tens of millions of dollars in one account. And yet, you know, both of my kids who are 10 and 11 years old, you know, have impact accounts and my wife and I give them a charitable allowance every month, right? So we have lots of small accounts, lots of donors. Some donors give more money away. Some donors give less of money away. We're really focused on helping those people, but all those people the, the only way the money can ever leave the system is for it to go out to a registered charity, right? Inevitably, we end up talking with and dialoguing with and having some strategic conversations with charities. But the purpose of our platform isn't to help charities raise money, it's to help people give money. Got it. That So that makes sense. So it's very focused on 
the so I'm actually going to ask this question rather than make the assumption. Um, it sounds like there's a there is that lack of I think you called a charitable literacy, but I would say, you know, education in general around charity. And I think that it sounds like the way that you were raised, that was very much part and parcel of your childhood and what mattered to your parents. I think there's a lot of people who just they don't have that and they don't know what they don't even know what they don't know. Right. There's that like, I don't even know a question to ask because I just don't know what I don't know. So do you is any piece of this educational outside of like a service specifically of saying me saying, I want to give money to ALS? But if I'm like, I don't even know where to start. Yeah. So then that's a thanks for asking that question, not making the assumption. Because it's you've actually nailed something really important. And as an entrepreneur, I would say the biggest challenge we face in charitable impact um, is uh, related to what I'm calling charity literacy, right? In other words, the problem isn't, oh, Canadians aren't generous. Canadians don't want to do give of their time or their talent or their money to, to help create the type of change they want to see in the world. Like, it's, that's not the problem. The problem is knowing how to go about doing that. Right. Like, so for example, like what's a charity? Do people even know? I mean, I mean, I know professionals in the sector that barely even know the answer to that question. Right. So charity literacy is, is a function of financial literacy. And I don't know what your position on how, 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 how progressed you think Canadians are, are on financial literacy. But if you think it's at all problematic, charity literacy is like way worse. Right. Um, so, so, so a huge part of, of what we, what we spend our time and, and, and money on is actually related to education. And we mm. think it's, and it's, and, and it's actually, and it's very missional, right? This is what's cool because the, the, the mission is to increase access to and participation in giving. Right. And, and, and in order to increase ac access, you know, we created this donor advised fund that applies to everyone and it's free to use. So it's like, you know, you don't have an excuse that you don't have a great tool anymore. Right. Cause it's, it's right there and it's free. Um, um, but then to increase participation, it's really a function of education, right? Um, and how to bridge that gap between this human truth of generosity towards the action of actually starting to carry it out by, for example, I don't know, just going, well, can I afford 50 bucks a month to give away? If the answer is yes, you know, open up an impact account with charitable impact, put 50 bucks in, you know, automated donation from your credit card into your account, and then spend now it's automatically happening, right? Every month it's going in, you get in your tax receipt and then spend, spend all your time just thinking about, gee, like what, what, what matters to me? Is it climate change? You know, is it, is it health? Is it relieving poverty? Right. Is it helping kids get into sport? I don't know, whatever you're into. Right. So the education part of our, 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 our experience as a company and my experience as an entrepreneur is, is, is huge. And arguably, um, not arguably, definitively, I was too slow in figuring that out. It's one of the weaknesses of, of having such sort of depth and subject matter expertise is it takes a little longer to figure out that people, in your words, don't know what they don't know. And once I was able to figure that out, you know, it, it made the educational focus at Triple Impact as an organization a very central focus. So I'm I want to I want to explore that a little bit because I um I imagine 
that when you have the kind of context and education that you have to be aware of some of these things, you step into it very differently than someone who is like, I just don't know what I don't know. So what were some of the the lessons that you learned in growing? Because I mean, congratulations on the size of charitable impact and, you know, the number of people that are involved and the amount of money that's, that's, I mean, it's huge. A billion dollars is it's huge. So congratulations on that. And I imagine like all businesses, not all of it was straightforward and easy. And there were things that you had to learn along the way or assumptions that you were making or, you know, lessons they had to take a step back and then move forward. So what were some of those things for you that someone else who is looking at starting any kind of business, but especially if it's maybe something that they're super familiar with, that they can learn from? Well, you know, we're more of a market creating kind of business, um, you know, as opposed to going into an existing market and just it's like, because and the reason I say that is because like, if I meet somebody who knows what a donor advised fund is, and it's like meeting a unicorn, right? It's like, really? Are you lying to me right now? You know, um, and then I can ask a couple of questions to test, right? But effectively, like charity and literacy is so low. So, so like w- w- one of the big lessons w- which we should explore here, but that, that I've already sort of put out there was like in the context of market creation, just, you know, you think about all the stuff you're, you're told to think about from you know, business blogs and textbooks and things, right? You know, who's your target audience? Um, but sometimes you forget to, to think about what your target audience might know, right? So like we could tell you who our target audience is and, and we can, you know, I could draw a g- general rough, rough strategic plan on how to identify people who are, you know, going to be more, you know, likely to be charitable, right? But you don't, but then you kind of go, oh, well, what might they know about, charity today and um and and so you know that was an area of failure for charitable impact and actually Mm -hmm. despite all the success that we've had you know the majority of that success has come from um serving people who are already very charitably engaged and know enough and 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 can recognize that like gee when they're giving to five or six different charities and and committing a certain a budget having this like dedicated service in this account just to manage all their charitable giving is super useful. And so then they, then they use it. Right. And then, and then Mm -hmm. when they figure out, we actually know what we're talking about and, and we're kind of quote sophisticated, right. Oh, like I can give private company shares into my impact account. Oh, I can work with my investment advisor at, you know, name the wealth management firm to have them manage the funds in my account before I send them out to, to, to the charities of my choice, or I want to do that over several years. And, and the answer to that is yes, then the numbers can grow, right? Because now people who are giving a hundred bucks might give, you know, a hundred thousand or a million, you know, biggest donations we've dealt with are, 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 are in the tens of millions of dollars, a single donation. And, and yet, you know, you can also go in with a credit card and donate five bucks into your account. So, so, so like really sort of having true empathy for, where your target audiences are in their journey of what you're quote selling in our case uh, a charity bank experience a charity bank account kind of concept is 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 something that if i could go back in time i would focus way more on that and i would spend a lot more time and money on the for example in our case the onboarding and nurturing experience that you that you go through when you sign up right and so mm-hmm. here we are 10 years later a billion dollars, you know, billion, two, three in, 
right? And it's like, oh, let's go and start building that now, right? So it's never too late. You always got to fix your problems. But man, I wish I had had a lot more empathy for the, the, the true state of charity literacy at the time when I started. But I appreciate that. And it's, this is also one of those things where you didn't know what you didn't know. Right. That's the benefit go. of the lesson and being able to to change it now and to to make a different have a different impact going forward. And I Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. You're totally right. I didn't know what I didn't know. You're bang on. I think it's I appreciate you acknowledging it because I think a lot of times people hesitate to acknowledge the things that they didn't know. And I often say that we're successful despite ourselves. We can end up just successful in some ways, despite all of the things that we don't know. And then you're like, oh, okay. But if I want to go to the next level, if I want this to grow to the next size of charitable impact, I probably have to fill in some of those blanks of what I don't know now. Yeah. Well, and that's maybe where the blessing of my errant, you know, entrepreneurial ways are, 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 can be blessings, right? Because like, you know, Canada is a relatively small, well, very big country, but you know, there's only 35 million of us or whatever, right? Relatively small economy. Just by way of example, in the charity economy, Canada is about $18 billion a year given away annually by Canadians. Okay, that number sort of fluctuates between 15 and 20, depending on how you measure it. But okay, guess how big that number is in the United States? It's like 500 billion annually, right? And it's not that. They're nicer people, more generous. There's some cultural differences. There's some, you know, socioeconomic stuff. There's some political differences, but ultimately it's just because there's just a ton more people down there. Right. So, so, um, you know, in the, in this, in this, where I'm going is in the, in, in, in the context of sort of a $20 billion uh, annually, charitable impact having got to a billion dollars is, is actually quite an accomplishment. That's the accomplishment is with Canadians who actually participated and gave us the chance to serve them as donors for what it's worth. But, you know, if we had done such a critical, awesome, critically awesome job at educating early on, and we the risk would have been growing actually too quickly, and and then not actually being able to provide that level of service that we wanted to to the to to the relatively large numbers of people still who are using us, um, and so the blessing sometimes, like especially in this world where where everything's always about growth, right, and to- TAM and like in all these fancy business terms, um, is that. You know, sometimes you can forget, and I think entrepreneurs forget too much. In the last couple of years, have been examples of this that, like, you're really there to serve as an entrepreneur, right? You're, and if you make money out of service, fantastic, that's a wonderful thing. But you really are there to serve your audience, and 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 you have to also appreciate how much more hard it is to serve, you know, hordes and scales of people uh, than it is to serve a relatively small thing. So the blessing of my Errant, you know, entrepreneurial uh, sort of, you know, of my mistakes is that they actually let us breathe and mature, you know, over the years to get mm-hmm. us to the point today where we're now we're totally talking about scale all the time at Charitable Impact inside our shop. Um, but you know, we, whereas you know, and we can deliver on it. Whereas you know, I don't know, five years ago, eight years ago, it, it was more of a pipe dream, right? Um. I, I mean, the joy of being an an accidental entrepreneur in some ways, right, is that there are some real upsides. And 
the fact that you are able to talk about scale and these things kind of happened as an errant entrepreneur, I believe is what you said. It's pretty, it's pretty incredible. And it, it's, you know, you've designed something that is entirely about service and generosity and in an entirely new market that, to your point, how many people know what a donor impact, I didn't even get the name right. Donor advised fund. Donor advised fund. There we go. I was like, I am getting the yeah. name wrong. Yeah. You know. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Hey, you know, you said something also interesting there, just because you 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 talk to a lot of entrepreneurs, right? So, uh, or people who are interested in it, um, or maybe are listening. So, I'm an I'm an errant entrepreneur in that, like, I make mistakes, and like the the faster you can learn to love mistakes, the better. Uh, you know, the, the advice is just learn to love mistakes and then and and criticism, and 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 um, take responsibility for it, right? Even if you're not directly associated to it. It's, doesn't matter just take responsibility but i'm also an accidental entrepreneur and you use that term too i'm accidental in that like i didn't like grow up wanting to be an entrepreneur i didn't i didn't i didn't you know i, I it wasn't my life's plan to become a, a a quote entrepreneur i i i accidentally slid my you know got there because i was going here i am this like subject matter expert on on charitable giving i can give you advice in my sleep on this kind of stuff, like I'm bad at a lot of things, right? But I'm really good at that. And, oh, so um, like all of and, us are human it, and bad at more that you're good at? That makes oh, sense. Oh, <laughs> dude, dude, if we talked about all the things I'm bad at, we would be talking all day long. So I'm super bad at lots of things, right? Like, yeah. um, you know, like I could have a better, a better golf swing, you know what I'm saying? But like, you know, I, I could make more shots from the free throw line. But in the charitable, you know, consulting space, I'm like really, really confident and I make mistakes too, but I'm really, really comfortable and confident and 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 the accidental part of the entrepreneurial journey was just recognizing that like there's really nowhere to go to get objective giving advice either as a charity entrepreneur someone who wants has a mission to save the whales or whatever you want to save and even as a donor there's nowhere to go generally speaking i mean i'm not totally unique right but like but and and so like the the accidental part of the business was um kind of going geez like what what are we going to create a big lineup to our consulting agency like forget that let's like let's get more people being charitable charitable and so that's where the accident came from was kind of going oh oh yeah my subject matter expertise is actually useful to scale a solution because i already know what the answer is it's a donor yeah. advice fund that's built on web technology that you know comes with sophisticated objective advice and and then it's like oh crap here we are doing it yeah and i think that there's a lot of because of the expertise that you have i think your story is common in this way because of the expertise that you had now yours was maybe more unique than the average person's expertise in some ways right around this background in finance and then working in charity law but not as a lawyer but so like a very it's it's a bit it's unique but i do think the commonality is like a lot of people who have some area of expertise you see a gap and even if your goal from being a child has not been, I want to be an entrepreneur in these ways and I want to run a business and I want to, you see a gap and you see a problem and you're like, well, I guess I'm the one who's going to have to figure out solving it since no one else is looking at the problem. And a lot of entrepreneurs are accidental entrepreneurs for that reason. And I think that part of your story is, is far more common than a lot of us want to admit. Uh, very well said. Um... 
Um, I knew the solution to a widely held common problem and I just couldn't not do it. Right. Um, that's the accidental story of being an entrepreneur. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Lucky for me, by the way, that there's not a lot of charity experts out there, right? Because it's like, it's like, <laughs> why am I even saying this? Okay, but like, I tell you the story. I, when I lived in Montreal, because uh, I, I went to McGill and, and I started playing ultimate frisbee at, and so I'm 45 now. So that I, you know, in the late 90s, early 2000s, I was living in Montreal and I was playing a lot of ultimate frisbee. And I joke now about like, because I and I played at this high level. I played at one of the like on the top team in Montreal. Um, They're called Mephisto and. Uh, and and I joke now about how like I was able to make that team because no one really played ultimate frisbee. If I had to compete today against all the real athletes who are out there <laughs> playing ultimate frisbee, I'd be going. I don't think I would have made the team. I mean, I hope that by the way becomes true in the charitable giving space. I hope that charitable impact and others, you know, like us, are cr- sort of pioneering this space to attract more intelligent, dedicated, missionally driven minds, hearts and minds and wallets, hearts, minds and wallets to the sector. And and for them to figure out, first of all, like, it's not just like being charitable is the right thing to do. Like, I haven't agreed with that, but that's not like what that's not all that interesting. What's interesting is like being charitable is kind of cool and it's fun. Right. You just can't really recognize it because you're not even recognizing that like the time you're spending dedicated, you know, coaching your son's soccer team or something like that is is actually giving. Right. And yeah. you, you you learn and there's something in it for you, notwithstanding the fact that there's something in it for them. And as people start to, and, and, and then in the business community, like, gee, by like reducing the amount of harm we're making, we can actually, you know, give back in this outsized way or by purposefully, you know, creating a culture that, you know, includes something like an employee giving program in it so that when people come, you know, they, they have benefits that include the charitable side of, of lived experience of life, then, then that will get integrated more and then more bright minds, more you know, glowing hearts, more big wallets come into the sector. And and a guy like me will become a dinosaur and and I'll um and hopefully I'll pat myself on the back for that. Well, John, in the most respectful way, I hope that you become a dinosaur and you get to pat yourself on the back and all of these things come true. I hope and- my kids one day listen to this very podcast so that they can say, <laughs> Dad, you're already a dinosaur. Perfect. You, you can know, just take that but, clip. Th- but, <laughs> but thank you. I, I hope to become a dinosaur too sooner rather than later. Right. Like, um, you know, and that's the other thing that I think entrepreneurs need to remember is like, it's, it's not just building a business and, and, and trying to make a go at making some money. Um, it's, 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 it's actually like creating pathways f- f- to and with the future. Right. Yeah. And, and you can't always know, where those pathways are they're going to lead and you have to accept that it's not for you to create every pathway yeah i mean if if any of us could predict the future and know what those pathways were uh we would all be doing something very different than what we're doing today and we'd be billionaires all of us because wouldn't that be a lovely skill to have oh i would have bought bitcoin in 2008 and sold it in 2019. see exactly um, before we wrap up, John, is there anything that we didn't get to that you want to talk about or that you wanted to emphasize inside of the conversation we did have? Well, I mean, if, if I can like put, put my sort of sales hat on, but the serious, you know, missional driven one, I would just say like everyone, anyone listening to this podcast, like 
you all have something that you want to create change for. Please just stop for a minute and think about what that might be, right? This is this, this cause level. And, and you, you, all of you have, have, have something to give towards creating change for this cause that you care about, right? Whether it's your time, whether it's your talents, the things you're good at, or the money that you have. Um, and the last thing I want people to, 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 to test, okay, that I believe uh, is that when you actually give, you get something in return, right? So giving is about other people, but we also have to start recognizing what it does for us, how it lets us carry out a life mission to help, you know, three-legged dogs or whatever you're into, like whatever mm-hmm. cause you're into, right? So, so, and, and, and so please just like, just think about that and try to incorporate it into your life. Our goal at Cherville Impact is to make giving a lifestyle. It actually is a lifestyle for people. They just don't necessarily recognize it, you know, and, if that's what you, if, if if that that sort of message resonates with you, you know we'd love it if you checked us out at charitableimpact.com and you know reach reach reached out, talked to us, or just signed up and started using our account. If you love it, please keep using it. If you don't, let us know why, and we'll do our best to fix it. Amazing, um, thank you, John. There will be links to Charitable Impact in the show notes, and you can follow them at We Are Charitable on all socials. Um, I appreciate you taking the time to chat with me today. I really enjoyed that. Thank you for having me on your show. Absolutely. And to everyone who is listening, thank you for listening to Canada's podcast. Like, comment, and subscribe to all our channels to get the latest podcasts from entrepreneurs across Canada.